Hi, this is Dr. Bond with Dr. Bond Health Podcast. Today we'll talk about supplementation. I get a lot of questions from my patient. What supplements should I be using? Uh, or where do I buy supplements? And which type? Um, how much? So all these questions are legitimate questions. And so in the past, I talk about um, how to make your anaphysical uh, meaningful and what labs your physician or provider should be ordering to help you with that. So usually after the lab, there are certain things that I will tell my, I walk my patient to these lab and I would explain to him, these are things that are low or these are things are normal and these are things that we should watch for. Uh, and so, for example, you know, I would, I tend to order a vitamin D level and I think that's important for most of us because Majority of my patient, I would say over 90% of the patient, vitamin vitamin D level is very low, okay? And typically, it's below uh, like 30 nanogram per ml. So I would tell my patient that that's pretty low and that vitamin D is very important because vitamin D is a hormone. I always think of vitamin D as a happy hormone, you know? So the more sunlight you have, the higher the vitamin D, depending on uh, the latitude that you live in. But through the winter, a lot of time vitamin D is low. So I would tell them, hey, your vitamin D level is very low, so I recommend you take vitamin D3, uh, vitamin K2 with that, in addition, uh, the right ratio of calcium and magnesium. And so most of my patients like, have no clue how to, to achieve that. Or I measure the B12, and as people get older, I find that their B12 uh, uh, level is very low. And so I would tell them your B12 usually around 200 or 300. So I said, I think optimally you want to get up to about 800. And so I tell them that if you're low in B12, most likely you're going to be low in uh, folic acid as well. And that maybe you also want to consider... Uh, buying a folic acid that uh, uh, methylated uh, folic acid to combine with the B12. And if it's still low, then sometimes you might have to do a sublingual B12 or a shot of B12 uh, monthly. Or the other part is, you know, sometimes I check their complete blood count and uh, the hemoglobin looks good. But when I check their ferritin, their ferritin is very low. So the iron storage is low. So iron is what binds to the oxygen that the red blood cell deliver to each of your cells. So that's how you buy use the oxygen. So in order to have that, you have to have the iron. And so when you check the ferritin level, ferritin is low. And so people don't know how to get that uh, to increase the iron supplementation. So do they, and if they're... Um, vegetarian or vegan, it makes them harder because a non-heme iron is much harder to absorb. And to increase the iron level, it takes a pretty long time to do so, okay? And so if that's the case, you have to have a strategy how to do that. Uh, another one is they have low uh, thyroid. So as you get older, your thyroid is not optimal, and a lot of times physicians, like I said in the past, is that they'll just check TSH and they're like, okay, you're good. But you really need to look at how much of the free T4 and, and free T3, right? Because T4 have to convert to T3, which is the active form of thyroid. 
So I would ask them, well, how do we optimize, you know, how much iodine you're taking? Uh, are you taking enough selenium, uh, tyrosine, uh, zinc, copper, vitamin A, vitamin C? And uh, they would tell me, well, I just take a multivitamin like Centrum, and most likely that's all I need, right? And that's very typical for me to see that. And people have no idea is that the supplementation in industry that's not very well regulated. It's not medication, so the FDA do not regulate uh, supplements uh, like they do medication. So medication, you have to go to a certain process where during the nine years, even after you get your patent, you have to show research from animal model to the dosing, then to human model and the dosing before they let you go uh, and use that medication. Um, so, uh, last one's like, uh, you know, somebody told me they're very stressed. They don't do a whole lot about it. They usually take vacation for stress and that's it. But they, when I tell them, well, I think you should take some adaptogens, which help to modulate the cortisol level and that'll help you, but they have no idea how to do that. So, you know, some people, there are various knowledge in, um, in what supplementation they do, but most of the time they'll go to the pharmacy and just pick up whatever, and they don't really look at the, the labels. And what you find is that uh, some of the research shown that if they you were to buy, like, for example, probiotic, everybody thinks that they need probiotic to be able to improve their gut health. And what you find is that over 90% of the probiotics out there, when they measure the probiotic in the capsule, there were none, right? So in this particular uh, podcast, I wanted to go through and sort of uh, help you think through how do I look at the label and see which or even look at their website and see which of these company and the supplement they produce are legitimate, okay? Because without these symbols that are on these label or on their website, it tells me that there's a big problem because this, this particular supplement could have easily been put together in somebody's garage with the put a label on there, and the label show, oh, this is, these are the ingredients, but in actuality, these things could have been encapsulated, packaged from another country like uh, China, India, where cheap, and they ship it over here, get passed to custom, and the person put a package somewhere in their own facility without any regulation or show that how these things were manufactured. So, Today, just get breaking through that process and showing you how um, the, the product of a supplement it being manufactured as a legitimate facility makes a big difference, okay? So if you were to think about a manufacturer, what they do, they usually source for what they call the raw material or ingredients. So let's say I'm going to make a particular product and I need certain, certain ingredients there. Like, for example, if I make like B12, right? I need an active B12. And in B12, I'm going to include not only methylated B12, but I'm going to do a methylated folic acid. So I go to a, um, a company and they would source it for me. In order to source it, the, per, the company should look for the background check of the business. Are they being FDA regulated? Where the paperwork uh, up, uh, importing into a uh, FDA regulated facility, okay? And then those ingredients, 
they have to show me the certificate and analysis or the, what they call COA, and they look for the bacteria in this lot that they purchase, or they yeast, chloroform, or the heavy metals, or the DNA show that these are the ingredients of what they, what they say they, they are, okay? And then what you do is you order uh, some of the ingredients, depending how much you need to make uh, up some lot from this COA, okay? And then you purchase that, and it's being sent to the manufacturer. So this is your source, and they go to the manufacturer, and a lot of time what they do is that once the raw material gets there, they ice and quarantine it in a facility for about three to five days. And number one is that they do an in-house test, okay? So they confirm that certificate of analysis, and they go through and make sure that the ingredients that this company said what it is, they shouldn't have bacteria, yeast, chloroform, heavy metal, and that um, ingredient is what they said it is, okay? So you, they confirm it, and then they bring it into, uh, from an isolated area to a more clean or regulated facility, okay? And then what they do is now that you order this particular um, supplement, it goes into production. So they take that supplement X, and they mix up all the ingredients, okay? And then after they mix it, they then do a second test, and that second test is an in-house test, and this particular one, they would look at more of are there are the material what it says, and are there any heavy metals that are in there, okay? And so after they test that, they say, okay, test number two is good. We're then going to go to the blending part. And in the blending part, they use what they call the V-blender, and it's ultra-mix these ingredients at much higher speed. And after they mix it into the V-blender, they then test it for the third time, right? Make sure that the ingredients are what they say they are, and they make sure they know heavy metal. And the next part, now they move to another area, and they, what they call encapsulation. They put it in these capsules that you see when you take the your supplement. So they take the ingredient, they put it into the capsule, and what they do is that they test again to make sure that the ingredients are in those particular uh, capsule. And in addition to that, they measure the weight ratio in each capsule, make sure that ingredients match up what they show on their label. So let's say that they said that zinc needs to be 30 milligram and copper 2 milligram. When they measure these in these capsules, each of those capsules should have very close to that measurement. And the FDA allowed them a very uh, variation, maybe about 10%. But they have to make sure that that weight ratio in each the capsule have to match up very close to the label. And then after that, if that's good, they then bring it to the final product. So they go and they go to a facility where they will quarantine for two days before they ship it to the, um, to the people who purchased or man- wanted these things manufactured, and they would measure again. And in this particular time, they'll measure the bacteria, yeast, chloroform, heavy metal, and make sure that ingredients are in those particular products, and that's your final um, certificate analysis. Okay, so that's really a really good way to sort of see how this whole process works. Right, and that is a very good 
company and a manufacturer that produces product for whatever company that order it, right? So for example, if I was like, hey, I want this great supplement that I was thinking about, I need all the different ingredients, they make it for me, they have to really go through these steps. So how do I know that as a consumer is that one is that the regulation, if the, on the label is said that it's an FDA facility, it's really only test number one when they first show up to the facility and test five, the final uh, product. That's all an FDA facility only required to do those two testing, right? Test number one and test number five that I, uh, I mentioned. Well, there's an organization called the National uh, Sanitation Foundation. It's a nonprofit organization that started in the 1940s. And they used to really regulate the food equipment. Like back then, they used to have those, uh, uh, those soda, sh- uh, soda shop that you see that they make eye cream and the soda. And so what they used to do is that the NSF, or the National Sanitation Foundation, used to make sure that those quality of the machine are meet the standards so that people won't get sick. And so what they did was in 2002, they started a new regulation called the GMP, the Good Manufacturing Practice, okay? And out of that, they created one that's for supplementation. So in... Um, and 2000, in the, uh, in the t- uh, 2006 or seven, they had a, um, what they call the ANSI, okay? It's basically looking at supplementation and having some standards of the supplementation so that you know if they have the GMP label on the supplement, that means they've gone through their regulation, Okay, and so the GMP is actually even better than if they label just an FDA facility. And uh, a correction that was actually in 2003 that they they started that uh, ANSI supplementation to look at a standard how each supplementation should be manufactured. And then in recently in 2014 they did one that's uh, called NSF uh, certified for sports and it's basically for athletes that perform and that in their particular supplement you hear it all the time like certain athletes say well you know I don't know my doctor told me about the supplement I take the supplement then I have this they test for uh, drugs and they found in their urine or in blood uh, most time it's in urine and so now they're suspended. They go back, they blame on the physician, whoever gave them the supplementation. Well, most of the athletes now, if they use an NSF cer- um, certified for sports, it will pass the United States uh, Anti-Doping Association called USADA or WADA is the World uh, Anti-Doping Association. And so the NSF created this particular certification. So in their facility, they cannot have any of those mater- raw material that consider um, against these rule by USADA or uh, uh, WADA, which is the anti-doping for the world. And so they know, the athlete knows for sure they can uh, pass any of those tests and shouldn't have that in any of the blood if they use the supplementation. And so with that in mind, 
is that NSF uh, certified for sports would have even a more stringent um, uh, auditing and certification and examination of their facility than the GM, uh, GMP. Okay, so that's how it works. So if I look on, um, on a particular label from a company that sells a product, it really should sell me that these ingredients are certified, they test for uh, purity, it had to be an FDA fac uh, facility, and it should have a GMP, and if it have a certificate for sports, that's even better. But at least have one that said an FDA uh, facility that manufactured this particular product. And so the NSF for sport, the certificate for sport, is probably the most stringent regulation for supplements, um, supplement manufacturer at this particular point. So those are the things that you have to look at in order to ma uh, make a decision how you take your supplementation because not all supplements are uh, the same. And it, it worries me that there are some supplements that you go and you buy like sometime in really cheap uh, amount. And what you find is that uh, I'll bet a lot of those supplementation or supplement ingredient or already encapsulated in another country that did not go through the manufacturer and the amount of audit and regulation that they go through, and they bring to the country, they they um, they package them in a non-FDA-approved facility, and so it's much cheaper. There's no testing, there's no regulation, and the COA or or certificate analysis is from another country that was sent over here. Or they go to a uh, co-packer uh, that does it, and they really don't reg um, manufacture themselves, and there's no regulation of it. So those are the things I want you to uh, to understand just before you even think about um, purchasing the supplementation. Is you have to make sure that it was manufactured in a legitimate uh, facility that's well regulated. And in the future, I will talk about the different supplements that you can use depending on your need. So supplementation to me is really looking how to augment, how to improve, right? That's what supplement for is it augmenting what you're supposed to be eating. But what you find is that you know, in our soil, we don't have the same nutrients that we used to have in the past because we don't rate, uh, rotate our crops. Or another one that... A lot of people assume that they have uh, enough is like, for example, iodine. How do you get enough iodine? Do you eat kelp? Do you eat seaweed? Do you eat shellfish? Most people don't, okay? Uh, and so those are the big things that we, uh, that we see. But at least for now, understanding which supplement company that produces these things are legitimate, and you have to look at the label to understand how it's being manufactured. In the future, we'll talk about each of the different supplements, different nutrients that you see, even uh, amino acids, especially essential amino acids, which is really one of my love, and that's one of my biggest research. Back in the mid-1990, uh, uh, I did a lot of research on essential amino acids and different brain areas and how they affect each other. So I'll talk about how to get the essential amino acid at the quant you need, what are the micronutrients that are deficient that you need from vitamins to minerals, okay? But 
understanding the labeling of these uh, supplement and where they're being manufactured is a key point to today's podcast. I hope that really helped you and that give you some more uh, information and knowledge that will help you make better decision in buying the right supplementation. This is Dr. Pond with Dr. Mon Health Podcast.